Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Podcast with my host, Cameron Roy. Cameron? Hey, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm wonderful, man. Excited about our guest today. Long time coming. I've known this woman for, I feels what, a long time. I guess like most <laughs> of my real estate career. And uh, super, uh, just love love having her on. She's always, uh, I love being around her. Her energy, uh, the way she lives life, very intentional. So I'm excited for our guest to uh, get to know Bethany today. Bethany, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate finally getting to be here. <laughs> uh, so wait, you've been part of Kingdom REI, the mastermind at least for, I mean, as long as Cameron's been around, right? Can you guys come in yeah. around the same time? I've been yes. in since May, 2020, so over two years. Yeah, yeah. So Bethany, a lot has happened like since I've gotten to know you. I mean, you guys now live in an RV, traveling the world or country at least, and still closing on deals. Can you kind of bring us into that a little bit and what that looks like? Yes. Um, so that's true because when we started with you, we were not, and it wasn't even on our radar. And within uh, <laughs> three months of starting with uh, the Kingdom REI Mastermind, uh, the Lord made it abundantly clear and um the Lord really pushed my husband off the fence because we were coming to a Kingdom REI event. And that was in, right in the middle of COVID. And we were coming down to San Diego. And it was absolutely crazy. I flew throughout the whole COVID, no masks, no anything. All the airports didn't have a problem, uh, have a medical condition, can't wear one. So we were literally sending you videos joking about the whole masks and everything. And then on the plane, the pilot left his seat and uh, was going to physically eject me. And at that moment, my husband looked at me and he said, I'll never ask you to do this again. And please put your mask on. <laughs> we put the mask on and I literally haven't flown since. I've had one flight since then. You were on the verge so, of becoming so that, the next so that was, viral. That was this, I didn't know. Wait a minute. That was the origination of why you guys went to the RV? Well, so I had, again... You guys don't get it. This You're is insane. The I did not know this. I, you guys are the husbands. I'm the wife. I have to wait for you guys to make up your mind of what's happening in a marriage. It's women. We don't get to make up our mind and just go do it. We have to wait till the man's on board. So although we had talked about a few things, Kurt had lost the ability to dream. He was battling some depression. He was struggling in his uh, career, totally bored out of his mind. And, um, he lost the ability to dream. So God showed me years ago, start this business, start it for him. Didn't make any sense to me. I still did it. And then in the meantime, I was already, God was showing me the whole RV thing, but Kurt was definitely not on board. Um, not, we barely got our house renovated right before that happened. So literally no holidays, no anything. And that flight happens and he's like, we're done. Put the house up on the market that quick. He was like, we're done. We need to find an RV. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I so didn't know we the do. So we travel. Story. 
Yeah, yeah. So we travel around in an RV. Kurt has never loved to fly, even liked it. He hates to flying. So he was more than happy to give up flying, but he knew that at that moment, somebody else controlled our business. And we were scaling pretty quickly at that point. We had a lot going on, a big transition. And so he just said, well, guess it's time to jump. And so mm -hmm. it took us three months to find an RV and transition out of everything and um, get rid of some properties, move them into different markets, do different things and, and whatnot and get it all set up. And then a whole nother year of transition. We're now going on almost two years and uh, it's definitely a transition. But now when I look at him and I'm like, okay, are we done? He's like, nope. I'm like, okay. It, so it's, again, we're back to the waiting, but God has a bigger plan and we don't always know what that plan is for sure. Do you have like roots still in Washington? Yes. So we have our church home, um, our church that we still tithe and support and, and support even from a distance. We um, are going to set up some Bible studies and whatnot while we're gone. Different things is still back here in Washington. Our son is still in Washington. Uh, we have six executive rentals still in Washington. So we still have most of his family. A lot of my family is in Washington. So we still have that. We don't have a permanent residence in Washington yeah. um, anymore, but we have obviously executive rentals all across the country in multiple places. And so it's that part of it isn't there, but it's much more uh, exciting to me when every winter my Florida team needs me to come visit all winter long. You Love see, that's it. what's more exciting to me. And it allows me to walk through the winter. <laughs> so I'm more happy about that. <laughs> Listen, for those who are listening, Bethany has over 25 years founding and running four separate companies, a credit hacking business, executive rental business, which you just heard talk about, single family residential renovation business, and a multifamily syndication business. And today we're going to talk about something uh, cool that she's working on to really help kingdom-minded business leaders and owners as well. And so uh, before we do that, let me pray and uh, ask God just to bless this time together. We'll jump in, Bethany. Uh, Father, just yeah. take a moment to pause and say thank you. Thank you for the testimonies. We, we recall the many that we've heard in the past. And we thank you for Bethany's uh, Holy Spirit. We invite you to come and to move and to work in our hearts, our minds. Uh, God, may faith come alive in us today as we hear from Bethany. And God, would you give us vision and dreams about what you want to do in us and through us for your name's sake. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So we were talking on the show, just kind of what you're working on now. So give us a little bit. I mean, you've got multiple companies. You're doing the the all the renovation stuff, but I kind of want to focus our time on uh, what God has put onto your heart and, and Kurt's heart um, for business owners today. Bring us into a little bit, kind of what you're working on. One of the things with being in business as long as we have, we've seen a lot of things, right? Uh, through that process, we have seen a lot. The reason a lot of business, small businesses, go under in five years is literally because of they have, they're a phenomenal contractor, but they don't know how to run a business or they're a phenomenal banker, but they don't know how to run a, be a fund manager. There's so many things that they're missing, but they may be good at one thing. And so even churches, churches are businesses and a pastor goes to school and he's trained how to lead Bible studies and preach and teach, but they're not giving them any business background. And he's shoved into a business. He has no idea what he's doing. And he hopes and prays there's somebody in the church that knows how to run a business. And then he's reliant upon that person. And that's when things go awry. So we, um, the Lord has shown us through the years and through all of this um, consistently that as a kingdom, there is no reason we should not be working together. So part of the, um, the, the mission statement for American Made Home Solutions, our company, is creating sustainable growth. 
Now we can't do that if we're leaving these people behind and these people behind and these people behind. So that means bringing up our contractors, bringing up our uh, bankers, bringing up our lenders, bringing up these people, bringing up these, everybody coming together to work together and to help build and strengthen and unify. So with that community piece, um, there's a common thread. None of the businesses are set up correctly. None of them know anything about finance. If they do, it's limited to either what a CPA is telling them or a tax person is telling them. Um, most of the time they're frazzled because they're 80 years old, still having to climb up on a roof because they didn't set up a retirement account. So uh, the Lord really showed us to launch with all of our experience, launch a program specifically geared towards um, business owners and um, church leaders. So much of our businesses, it's not just about what's in our bank account. It's the assets that we currently have. It's the resources that we have. And that's, that means manpower. That means time. Are we utilizing that correctly? Are we not? And um, obviously the finance side of it and things just are not set up correctly. So we're doing things through a model that's basically broken and COVID showed that lots of businesses went under, right? There's ways to get through this and, and, and look forward and um, continue to work and, and grow that. So that's what this program is all about is setting that up and helping others and empowering them to, either scale their business or just make it more sound for what it is, whatever their goal is there. So we say business owners, but you talk about kind of the people that are within kind of under your umbrella contractors, et cetera. Like, what does that really look like? And like, kind of, how do you, you know, how do you approach them of like, Hey, your business is, you know, you don't have a business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, like, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> so it started years ago. Uh, how many roofers literally barely have an LLC? right? Um, when I start demanding insurance and they have no insurance, right? Next thing you know, I'm like, no, where's your license? Where's your this? Where's your this? I know they're good workers, but they don't have their business set up. So I came alongside them, started helping them set that up. When that stuff's set up, then you can work for me. They basically rose to my level of expectation. Then we just kept them busy. So we kept doing that over and over. We're building out cleaners businesses. We're building out people who want to retire and lost a lot of their retirement in 08 right? With the big um, crash there. So because of that, we're showing them a way to direct their retirements in ways that they have control over it through real estate and teaching them and educating them. So it's not just contractors and business owners, it's Christians who want to have their uh, investments make an impact, right? So when they come alongside and now they're able to be a part of an apartment community that is also has a transitional program for the veterans or the aged out foster care or working in some of our other markets to help stop human trafficking because that's the need in that particular market. They want to be able to do that, but they don't know how to do that. So we're spending a lot of time, most of our time in the Pacific Northwest is educating. I've had three meetings just this last week, um, speaking to folks and, and talking about how this is possible because people literally feel like it's impossible and they don't, they don't feel the hope. So we're just trying to restore some hope and show them ways and give them plans. Bethany is one of the things that you're doing as far as like the, like a church goes, or you find a pastor who may be interested and you guys connect is the, is the direction, the offer there, like, Hey, we want to help your church make better financial decisions. And we want to help your church realize how you can multiply whatever through investing this way. Are you guys like specifically just targeting a pastor and helping the pastor become more financially literate? more investor savvy in hopes that he would then take that to his church? So that is a great question. And the answer is both. 
because okay. some churches are set up where the pastor has complete control. Others, there's a board, right? A board of deacons or whatever. So it's different for each of the church structures. So uh, with that difference, yes, we are empowering the pastors, right? We're helping them to set up retirement accounts and showing them, even if their churches choose not to, showing them how it is possible and, and helping that get set up and structured. But also how many times does a, um, uh, we all know someone um, very dear to us whose um, father-in-law was a pastor. He died. His wife was, you know, would have been left destitute, but because this investor was smart enough to get that pastor on an insurance policy that covered his wife, she's now taken care of. Most pastors end up having a heart attack or something. They can't retire. And anything happens to that husband, that wife and their family is, is destitute because their work has always been in the church. So we're working with the pastors and the churches. We're looking at the individual church as a whole, what assets and resources they have, as well as working with the pastors and helping the church leaders, right? Because the plan is that we want them to continue to grow whether or not I still live or not. We want them to keep going and going and going. So we want to empower them with this knowledge they already have and then build that out and build that out, utilizing resources and strategies that they may just not be aware are available. I, I know that you guys are, um, this is a new and fresh kind of vision and, and clarity from the Lord. And I'd just be curious to know, I mean, you and I are friends and like Ellis, like we've known each other for a while and I, I hear constant update about everybody's life in the mastermind that I'm, I'm pretty close with. I'm just curious to know too, like, how do you market that? Like what, I mean, you know, my first thought is you and Kurt pull up in the RV. There's a, there's a cross a building with a cross on it. Let's go knock on our front door and tell them we're here to fix their <laughs> financial problems and get them no. generational wealth. How do you do that? No, absolutely <laughs> not. So what I have always told people and truly believe is what the Lord wants you to do. He will not only equip you, but he will guide you all these 25 years. I have been a teacher. I have been a coach. I have been um, in the Christian school system. Um, I ran a huge athletic department in things of all in this I-5 corridor area, right? I was a, um, a camp counselor and lead for 15 years. That was 25 churches alone right there. I have a lot of churches that through the years I have worked with, right? And that's just those particular ones, not to mention other ones where my students have now come up and grown and they've started their churches and they're in other places, right? So there's a whole nother generation there. So um, sometimes it's, it, it's individual churches that I was already working with. Other times it'll be reaching out through um, a known person there. Like one of my students who swore he would never use algebra and still calls me regularly to tell me he uses it all the time is a deacon in a church. So um, his connection allowed us, we, when we were going to set up our remote schooling, his connection allowed for that. And now we're having further conversations about finances and resources and all of that. So in regards to the church side of it, that's where God has really kind of connected and, and pulled that up. But in regards to the contractor side of it and the business owners, all of the communities that we are already in, we're already, the community is such an integral part of what we do. We're already connected to um, their rotary clubs, their chamber of commerces, their um, local county and city governments, a lot of their 501c3s. We already have those connections and relationships. And so for us, it's just basically each time we're in the area, hey, 
we're going to be in the area this day and time. Let's schedule a meeting. Or some of them are like here. They knew I was only going to be here a few months. So they're booking as many meetings as they can while I'm here because they're doing live meetings, right? So different ones in different areas. It's a lot of um, speaking events. It's a lot of um, uh, virtual networking, things of that nature. That's awesome. Do you have to be present for like, do you have this productized yet? Or do you have to be present to help uh, these ministry leaders, business owners? Um, so productized meaning, do you, do I have like a program, like a module they can plug into and all that stuff? Yes. Um, do I have that? Yes. Do I have to be present in the beginning? Obviously yes. Cause we need to lay out the plan, right? It's individualized for each person, just like our credit was. Um, but once the plan is in place, it's, you know, pretty much laid out and structured from there on. Got it. And how do you profit? So the combination's twofold. Uh, sometimes it's through the affiliate and, refer and the referrals, right? Um, sometimes it's through um, just the direct coaching. It just depends on the different programs. Like our, our um, if someone has a lot of debt that they're working on, we have AI technology that we're utilizing. So that's just a flat fee. Right. So we make money off of that particular product. Um, others, it's um, if it's just the coaching and they just need a little bit of coaching, they're just paying for the coaching. Other times it's like, nope, I need the whole shebang. Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, a set course for, you know, six months or a year, depending yeah. on their scenario and their situation. I guess like I was thinking about like the Dave Ramsey model, I'm amazed at how like he has created a empire off of people who are in huge debt, like people with no money. So I'm always interested, like, like Dave Ramsey for me, even though like I disagree with like 75% of the stuff that he says is like, honestly, like, a like he's like one of the best entrepreneurs, like on the planet, in my opinion, because of like what he's built from who he's built it from. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's, it's one thing to make a lot of money from people who are making money. It's a lot different to build an empire off of people who don't make any money. And that's so that's a what great I'm, perspective on that, by the way, Ellis. Yeah. I never thought about it like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's incredible. A, it really is unbelievable. Like if you think about what Dave, Dave has done. Um, and so I guess that's my question to you, Bethany is like, how are you creating value? Like in your mind, like, and maybe explain this to me, like um, the value for them where they're saying, Hey, I'm willing to come out of pocket for this, even though maybe like I can't afford to now, but I see the value in it in the future. Okay, so let's 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 give a couple examples. Somebody is $100,000 in debt. They have no idea how they're ever going to get out of $100,000 in debt when they make 45,000 a year. They don't even see a way, right? Inflation's going up. The numbers don't work. Nothing makes sense. Their rent's going up. This is going up. This is going up. This is going up. So, if they're willing to do whatever it takes, right? Then they're going to look at and go, "Okay, if Bethany's going to charge me say $2,000, OK, I, I'm just throwing a number out there. If she's going to charge me two thousand dollars, but I'm going to have a step by step plan that I have to follow and I'm going to have all my debt paid off, say, within three years. Would that be worth it for two thousand dollars? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. If it was a business who was a million dollars in debt. Would it be worth it to say, pay, oh, I don't know, five thousand. And if they don't have the. 2000 or five that or the or, or are you saying everyone has it it's just you got to come up like you know what i'm saying everybody has a way and a mean they just don't always know what those ways and means are yeah is some of the mistakes you see tr uh, more than just a pastor an individual where's some of the what are some of the common threads you see in churches that you know you best consult on is it their poor 
money management, their payroll is off, their insurance to their employees suck. I mean, what is it? <laughs> it's actually it's a combination of things. First off, um, they don't know enough about insurance and they just went with somebody and it's mm -hmm. overkill. So it's completely overpaying for insurance that's unnecessary and unneeded when they just needed to shop around and there's ways and means to do that. Other times it's as simple as maybe they don't have insurance at all because they don't see how, but as if the church is set up as a business and it's set up correctly, that entire insurance is a write-off to them. So mm. when they're looking at it and they're going, well, but we're a nonprofit, we don't pay taxes. Okay. So let's back this up. You don't pay taxes, but in the same token, you also can't afford to pay insurance. If I can show you how you can afford to pay your employees insurance, and in turn, it costs you taxes, but it's a write-off off of those taxes, so you still don't pay taxes, are you willing to look at it? Right? How many times did the churches sit there and go, well, we can't allow a daycare to operate in our facilities because then we would lose our tax exemption. Actually, and that's not really true. The, the way it works is you would have to just pay for the taxes on that particular portion that the daycare or whatever is utilizing. But if the daycare is paying you an income and now you're generating an income, obviously it's you're going to have enough to cover not only those taxes, but profit above. Because again, God doesn't have us do things for no reason, right? There's value there. And if we can create an income that the church, which has all this land, all this building space, all this unoccupied area, and we can create income, then instead of having to go with the, the model that they've been using forever, right? We have 100 church members, 20% of them tithe. We're basing our budget on 20%. Well, if we need our budget to go up another 10%, okay, so now we're going to have to bring in that many more members to then get another 20% of those members to tithe, right? So you're, you're almost having to double your numbers just to get that same amount because the model is broken. Fewer and fewer, they're finding, the data is supporting that fewer and fewer of this next generation are tithers. So if you, yeah. if you keep going on that model, the church is bankrupt. You have to look at all the other assets and resources. You have to look at the lands. You have to look at the buildings. You have to look at how many programs as a church, if they could open, for instance, a... Um, uh, a restaurant that was completely sustained and profitable as a work study program, maybe as a halfway house, and in turn was teaching and skilled, you know, giving skilled jobs to people, but also the church is now a reflection in that community. They're, they're getting to accomplish their mission goal. They can create, you know, income from it. Then they turn around and they don't have to pay the taxes on it because they're setting things up correctly. Dang, that's awesome. I love it. Bethany, if I'm an, um, a business owner listening today, like what, you know, and let's say, hey, you, you sat down with, I, I say the average business owner, but, you know, like, let's just say I'm the business owner, right? And we sat down and say, sure. Bethany, wh where would you start to just begin, like, look for, like, make, I just say, make me more healthy, right? As a business owner, like, where would we start to kind of begin to diagnose? Is there health? How can we be more healthy, right? Like that. So I think everyone listening, like, maybe you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm not a million dollars in debt or whatever, like, but I, do, mm -hmm. I still think though with your experience, like it, there's still value here of like what we could pull from you. So, so where do you, where do you begin to diagnose or where can our listeners begin to diagnose in terms of their own business? So it starts with, you know, asking a lot of questions for me, it's a lot of questions of first off, what is your goal? Whenever you ask somebody why you started a business, it wasn't to create another job for themselves. That was never anybody's answer, right? The goal was I didn't want to work for somebody else anymore. The goal was I didn't, I wanted to be able to retire. The goal was I wanted to pass something on to my kids, right? And then it's, 
well, how are you accomplishing that? Are you on track? Are you going to do it? Are you, and most, almost like 90% of them, nope, not even close. And then they look at, well, what happened along the way? Oh, well, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. Okay, so those things are still going to happen. How do you overcome that? So we have to step back and look at this. And the Bible is written to entrepreneurs. That whole thing is written to entrepreneurs. So when we stop and we look at, you know, God's economy and how he set things up and what he did, right? He counted time as your most valuable resource. It wasn't money. It was time. And we abuse that and we take time for granted. And so we would stop and look back at the time. How are they utilizing their time in the day? Is there a way that it should be better spent and used? And if so, half the time, most business owners can't even think about how do I set up a retirement or, or how do I strategically plan for my taxes or how do I do this or how do I, because they're so busy in the day-to-day task in the weeds, right? So we would first immediately address the time issue. And then from the time issue, we would then look again, what are the goals? What are you really trying to accomplish? If it's that I want to be able to retire, Ellis, I know you have um, little Gracie. I want to be able to be home with my kids. I don't want to work more than, say you only want to work 20 hours a week, right? If that's the goal, great, fantastic. My goal, my goal by next year, I only want to be working 10 hours a week. The whole rest of my week, I want to be serving in my communities. I do not want to be stuck behind a computer, stuck by none of that. I want to have systems and processes in place to do that. So if that's your goal, how do we get you there, right? What kind of income do we need to provide? What kind of systems do we need to put in place? What kind of resources do you already have in place that just need tweaked? I feel like a lot of people get into business because they learned how to create a great product or great service, but that does not mean you're great at running a business. Correct. You might've been fantastic at, at, you know, cutting down trees. And launch, you know, Cameron's tree business, but suck at running a business. Yeah, I would <laughs> yes. say I always say people get in the business because they want to be their own boss. When the reality is like you're 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 probably a worse boss than the boss you just left because <laughs> like you don't pay yourself enough, you don't give yourself enough vacation time, right? You know what I'm saying? Like yep. like we're it's in, a different stress. Hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be like that if you're intentional about how we run you you learn how to run the company and you learn, you know, what what is my goal in this, but we never run the business, the business runs us. So I so I think that's so key. So I do want to give you a chance, like is this something else why I should you have a product or an offer on this? Like if I'm listening to this, say, Hey, I want I'd love to be diagnosed, like where does where does one go? So um at this point, the the launch is officially not coming out until next week. Um, but I can send you the link. Basically, the best way is is analysis, right? Do you need this product? Is it something you would use? Is there value to you? And then cool. if that's the case and that's you, then that's where it comes from. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, make sure we link all of that in the show notes below. Uh, Bethany, where's the next stop on the RV, uh, RV train? <laughs> We're heading north because... Uh, Ken and Rachel, we have not been to Minnesota and they're Mm -hmm. chomping at the bit for us to go to Minnesota. And I told them I wouldn't go when it was cold. So we're (laughs) running out of time. So we are quick. That's right. We're heading to Minnesota, heading to Michigan, heading to Wisconsin. Um, We haven't been to our Northern markets. So we haven't been to our Indiana. We haven't been to Ohio. Um, One of our um, property managers, um, we're looking to um, boost him there in Indiana. So we've got a bunch of stuff going on there in Kentucky area and such. So we're um, it's north. We're going to be north. Um, but the moment it starts getting cold, Kurt is heading south. So, <laughs> hey, me and Kurt we'll make it to North Carolina at least. My my brother's in North Carolina, and he turned fifty this year. 
one of them. Right. And so um, we'll make it there and uh, celebrate with him. Well, guys, I, make sure you uh, get in touch with Bethany. Bethany, you also, uh, we, we've had this kind of internal competition on YouTube. And uh, I want to, you know, so I, just, I do want to shout you out because, you know, I, I don't want any unfair advantage uh, <laughs> as I continue to uh, beat you in the race to subscribers. So I want to make sure I shout out Bethany's YouTube page, American American Made. That's right. American Made Home Solutions. And hey, I have to give kudos because through this, iron sharpeneth iron. And Ellis, who had a lousy YouTube page, has really <laughs> stepped up his game and is doing such a better job. And so now guess who's going to step it up again? Oh, All right. oh let's see well, what happens today, by the end of the year. <laughs> you're at 303 subscribers. Your first video actually has me in it, by the way. So um <laughs> So that's that's great. So American Made Home Solutions 303 Scars. Let's go help Bethany out. Give her some support and love there as well. And then we'll post her link down in the show notes. Bethany, thank you so much for spending some time. And, and I love what you're doing to really, sir, I just love that vision of like, this is, you know, you you are serving kingdom-minded business owners, helping them create freedom and, and build their legacy, which I think is a very important part for, um, for I mean, in, in the kingdom, right? Like the health of, what they leave behind, especially in their spouses and their families. So uh, grateful for your work in that as well. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's it's an honor to even be used by God, um, considering everything that we have come through and gone through. But in the same token, uh, it's always amazing to me how God connects and um, moves and makes this gigantic world feel so small. And mm -hmm. that's what's awesome and amazing for sure. Guys, if you enjoyed this show, uh, screenshot this. Uh, let us know on social media. Tag Bethany, tag myself, tag Cameron. Uh, love your support. Thank you for helping us grow this this podcast and getting great guests like Bethany. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the Kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that cheers <laughs>